radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone. Android. Blackberry. Nokia. Samsung. Windows phones. Or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. TuneIn with music, sports, news, and comedy. From over 70,000 radio stations around the world, including this Beasley Broadcast Group station. Check it out at TuneIn.com or your app store. The following program is sponsored by the Old Fashioned Health Network. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or the Beasley Media Group. You're listening to Holistic Living with Hazel, where you are informed, educated, and empowered to live your best holistic life. What's up? What's up? We're here at Holistic Living with Hazel. How are you all doing out there? I hope you are enjoying yourself and having an amazing day. We are here. Y'all, let me tell y'all something. I am so excited. I'm excited every show, but this show, I am truly excited. I have a studio full of people, okay? Today, co-hosts already on board. I'm going to have you later on, have them introduce themselves. But we are here at um, Real 1100 AM, and we are also here at um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think we're a little bit everywhere, aren't we, producer? He only here. Yeah. <laughs> we are live also on Facebook. Um, you know, this is, I, I have to give this, this disclaimer. Y'all, if y'all watching on Facebook, I, this that is just extra additive. You're going to see everything. You may see me chewing gum. You may see me scratching. You may see a little bit of everything. But no, it's just Facebook Live. And it's just another opportunity if you're not on the radio or able to listen on the radio that you're here to Facebook Live. But please don't come on my DM critiquing me. Please don't. Because it is live. Okay. Right, Co-host. Right, right, thank right. you. Thank you. Because I get that, y'all. But we are here today um, to talk about love, relationship, or bust. Are y'all ready? No. Are y'all are sure they, y'all ready? Are they ready? <laughs> Listeners, are y'all ready? Okay. Um, I want to say that this is going to be an open forum. Um, once my guests introduce themselves, um, we are going to dig on into this topic. The disclaimer is that this is an open forum. Okay, and we are here to really get into and discuss how to restore, how to heal and how to carry on this this thing we call love and relationship and commitment in a healthy way. Okay, Mm -hmm. and so we have to in order to do that, we have to be able to have difference of opinions. Um, We have to be able to grow and we have to be able to hear other perspectives. So that's what we're here to do. We're not going to we're not going to block somebody. We're not going to, you know, uh, censor anybody. You know, people get on my nerves when they're on Facebook. Oh, I just blocked somebody because they did. They said this. Who cares? First of all, unfriend me. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I will not lose any sleep that you blocked me or you unfriended me. Okay, but just know this is that in order to grow. We have to have perspectives, we have to have p- opinions, and we have to listen. So just keep that in mind as y'all blocking and censoring and all that other stuff. But that does not happen here. I want you all to be open and free so that we all can grow, okay? 
Got it? We good? We good. Yeah. Okay. So I want my listeners, because I, again, the studio is full. So I would like my list for you all to introduce yourselves. Let us know um, who you are, your age, as, yeah, your age, because that makes a difference. When we, <laughs> um, your profession and um, your status. Uh, who want to go first? Everybody just jump on in. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm Shana Trimble. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm in my 40s, late 40s. Okay. <laughs> and I've been married um, for 24 years now. All right. Mm-hmm. And y'all, she's going to, um, can I call you Shana? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shana is going to really, once we kind of get carried, the panel get carried away, she's going to bring everything back into perspective for us in her professional therapeutic way. Uh, so, Shana, thank you for coming. Absolutely. Okay, everybody. Um, I am a returning panelist. Thank you all for having me back. Yeah. Um, my name is Candace Patterson. I am a certified life coach and a mental health clinician. I am the proud age of 48, about to be 49, knocking on that door 50. Um, So my perspective has changed a lot um, (laughs) since I got with my high school sweetheart. We've been together for over 30 years, um, and 25 of those were are in marriage. All right. Mm Good evening, afternoon, everyone. My name is Maeti Horn, and I am a licensed professional counselor. And I'm actually new to the 40 Club. Exactly. <laughs> um, and what else? Uh, your status. I am dating. Okay. Am All right. Okay. Hello, fine people. I'm John Andrews. Uh, I'm, the, I'm a senior technical analyst for Trout and Pepper Law Firm in Atlanta, Georgia. My wife and I have been married for almost 30 years. So oh, Lord, we got some We've long. been here for a minute Oof. and everything. Yeah, okay. Even though I may not look it, I'm 56 years old. All right. All right. Hey. On that. It's probably because I'm always working out and everything, but uh, I'm ready for this. So thank you. All right. How are all you beautiful people doing out there? Oh, Lord, this Barry White, y'all. <laughs> y'all already know he's single, right? <laughs> My name is Christopher Ibokwe. Uh I am a coach. I'm 35 years old and I'm single. Okay. Y'all don't get no ideas. Y'all don't get no ideas. Uh, well, I'm the host. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and tell my status because I will be, you know, interjecting as well. So I am the host of Holistic Living with Hazel and I will be 50 this year. And I am single and ready to mingle. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to dive right on in because we are really um, here to do something very special. Um, This is not just your typical relationship, um, love and all that kind of good stuff. We're inundated with that all the time, right? Books, pamphlets, movies, all of that. When God gave me this um, vision to have this particular show, he continued to put two words in my in my mind, and that's restore and healing. Mm-hmm. And so 
this is about that's what this show is going to be about restore restoration and healing mm-hmm. it's not about the blame game it's not right. about this man is doing this this woman ain't this this is about how we can those who want to have a healthy relationship grow and heal this is how we are going to do it. Holistic living is about takeaways. And I want my listeners to be able to take away um, from this show and be able to move forward in a healthy way. Okay. But we are going to get real now. Okay. Cause y'all yeah. know me now we're going to get real, but it's all about holistically moving forward. Okay. So we want to start with the question. Um, and I think that I'll have Shana, you um, start us off about, what you feel is the definition of a healthy relationship? The biggest thing for me, and I think I try to, to help my clients see this, is compatibility. Most people think of the definition of compatibility as drawing the lines. But that's not what the definition of compatibility is. It's the ability to coexist. Even despite differences, <clears throat> despite differences, despite things that I think it should be, um, we can actually be open-minded enough to love each other despite the differences and live in peace. And so that is what I try to help people understand because compatibility is not a checklist. Mm-hmm. Mm, real good. That's good. So that. So that means, you know, when we talk about that list we have, is that what you're talking about, Shana? Okay, okay. Because, you know, we always told to make a list. And then we were told to put it in the Bible, didn't we? We were told to put it in the Bible. Y'all, I didn't have my list in the Bible for I don't know how long, okay? And I told y'all I was single, right? So, okay. So we're going to move. Thank you, Shana. Uh, <laughs> we do need to understand that. And, you know, I feel like we'll start at the dating process because whether we all are, whether we're married or we're single, we all had that experience of dating, right? Mm-hmm. So, my Eddie, I want to kind of get with you as far as, as a single professional woman. And, and I say single because... I think I was told that we were single till we get married, right? Is that is that what we okay? So as a single, but you're dating, um, where do you find yourself? You know, now in a healthy relationship, ready? But where? What do you feel like got you there? I think it's kind of cliche, but I think honestly, being okay with just me, recognizing you know the benefit of just loving me and the qualities and characteristics that I have and recognizing that I was whole enough whether in a relationship or whether unattached and I think just being able Mm. to embrace that was what brought me into being able to be in a relationship oh good yeah so kind of like loving yourself first absolutely like I said it's cliche you know and it's an idea that's tossed out there a lot really just embracing that and honestly I was like you know what I'm about to be 40 I'm perfectly okay with being by myself like who I am is enough in this moment and then not too long after love happened okay (laughs) love happened what about you Chris as a as you know someone who has pretty much done it all in that cycle (laughs) and where do you but where do you feel like as right now um, it's taking you as a dating as a dating man. Um, date myself really. Dating myself because I realized the basis of any good relationship is understanding and having that good relationship with 
uh, with herself to veggie back off what my lady said. You know, she fell in love with herself again before she found, you know, the guy she's dating now. So for me, it's all about myself first mm -hmm. um, because I understand that I'm going to attract, um, you know, whatever I am. Right, right. I like that. I love that. What about you married people? Anyone jump in, married folks, about can you give us some dating some dating tips right now about just if we're going into, um, like we said, we're open now, you know, into dating. Where, where do you think we should start? Okay, coming from my perspective and everything, uh, and, you know, I'm going back 30 years when <laughs> my wife and I first started dating or whatever. But, uh, you know, dating has to continue on. Absolutely. But one thing that I found from my perspective is, not putting any limits on dating. Don't go into dating or any type of relationship thinking this person should be this or that or whatever. Just go in there totally open-minded and let it go the way it should go because if it's meant for you, it's going to work out. Yeah, It's going to work out. So it's just having an open mind. That's the main thing, and that's what's been successful for us. So. Mm -hmm. I just have a question for our singles because the question is, <laughs> when you have self-aware and you have said okay I fell in love with myself how are you then able to identify and date someone that may have not gotten to that place yet because everybody is not yeah. is not the person mm -hmm. that is okay some people need somebody right and, well that's a difficult part because um, so much of what we know of relationships is defined through the media and what we see mm -hmm. and so what we what we're being shown and exposed to isn't really doesn't really add up all the time to our idea of what a relationship or healthy relationship should be. And I think ultimately it kind of boils down to I know we said get rid of the the list, right? But I think it's still ultimately recognizing the things that you find inherently important, the things that you value, and really making sure that that person that you're engaging with and you're in relationship with. Um, is in alignment with those things because if they're not, you're going to sense that, you're going to know that. So there's not in particular a red flag per se. I think it really just is an individual thing and ultimately the things that you desire and the things that you value in a relationship. I also want to add to that. Uh, one of the things that when individuals are dating, of course, I haven't dated since I was 15, 16 years old. So, of course, that looks very different than an adult dating. But I, um, when individuals come to me in the coaching round, I ask them, are you entertaining this person because you're available and they're available? Are you entertaining them because it's an assignment? Mm. And when you start, not only in a dating relationship, but if you start thinking about why am I entertaining this person? Mm. That right there will allow you to um, say what your purpose is within the relationship. Because then, as she was saying, what if somebody is not there fully healed, mm -hmm. but yeah. you're a healed person? Mm -hmm. We know that you're not going to have someone coming to you healed all the time. However, it is not our job to heal someone. Right. They have to heal themselves. If you are available, then they get emotional attachments. You know that's your, not your assignment. However, if somebody is not healed and the relationship can continue without being toxic, they're open, they're seeking, they're trying to learn, they're trying to better, it's nothing wrong with being healed and still in the relationship with that person because it's not pulling from you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. When you start pouring everything out of yourself, 
and they're draining you, that's when you know that you are not assigned to that person and that's not a good relationship. Right. I think that, um, you know, our listeners want to know a lot about, you know, preparing themselves. You know, if you say I'm ready to date, I'm ready to be a wife, I'm ready to be a husband, what does that really mean? So I want to ask John, what does it really mean and how do we prepare ourselves to be husband material? I think basically both sides, you know, whether it's husbands or wife being prepared, it's always going to be a growing situation because I'm in this almost 30 years and Rachel and I are still growing, still growing, mm-hmm. still being prepared and everything. But one thing that stands out is that person that you're with or going to get with that you know that this person will be there for you. Now, is this a perspective of a man? Because if, I, if, if Chris comes to you and says, I'm ready to be a husband, what would you tell him? This is a perspective of a man that's been in the game of marriage for 30 years, mm-hmm. where I realized that what I may have realized that, you know, year two, that, hey, was I ready to be married? Am I at that point <laughs> mm-hmm. in everything? Should I have these certain lists or certain things that I think I should be accomplished by the time I get married? But when I got with my wife, she made me realize that we're growing this together Mm. and everything. And that's the main thing that you guys are in this together. Because from day one, uh, she made me feel as though no matter what happened, we were going to be together. Mm. And that's deep because even to this day, no matter what we go through, because it's always a challenge. You're always going to be going up and down in any yeah. type of relationships. But I know where the rubber hits the road or when it gets down to it that she will be there. So, John, big brother. Yes. If I told you that I was going to, I was ready to get married and my husband-to-be was um, ready what would you what would you ask me? Like, what would you say? Does he do this? Does he does does he do that? What would you say to say for me to look out for? The first thing I would say is, does he make you feel as though if you was at the top of the mountain and you was going to jump off, that he would be there for you oh. all the way down in your soul? If you feel as though this man is going to do that, whether you all make it or not at that moment, you feel that. I think that's the man for you. Ooh. Oh, that's great. Okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, let me, yeah. <laughs> Where is my, I need my notepad. See, she always, listen, my co-host, Candy, she always has her notepad. But let me tell you something. I need, I'm going on some mountain trips, okay? For real. All right. Mary Female, what would you say to me, to Chris? And he says, Candy, Shana, I think I found the one. What would you ask him or give to him, as John so eloquently gave to us, showing him that this woman is married, is is wife material? First, they're going to ask me in my shortest time. <laughs> First, they're going to ask me, are you sure this time? Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you that now. <laughs> Well, from my perspective, I'm going to ask you what you think about the, the, the lady. Do you feel like she can be your wife? Because oftentimes the judgment of who somebody can be is the person that you're with. 
The best judge of my husband is me, his wife. Yes. The best judge of my husband, me as a wife, is my husband. So there are some real things that have to go into like saying, okay, I need that's the person I need to be asking if I am husband material. Because am I husband material for you, the person that I'm going to ask? Absolutely. Love it. And me personally, what I'm going to ask is, being your friend, I'm going to say, in this place in your life, what do you feel is your purpose? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to say, how does this woman complement, not complete, because that's up to you, how does she complement where you are going in this place in your life? And the reason I'm asking you that, I'm not saying anything about love, because people are like, Mm -hmm. I ask people, um, why do you want to get married? Because I love him. You love him. That's the person he is at 26 on December the 5th. That's not who you're going to have. You're not going to be married to him in two years. And then you're not going to be married to that him in four years. So him or her is going to continue to evolve into someone else. And you're going to have to continue to evolve. So, But if you know what your purpose is and what they, um, how they connect to your purpose, you can make it. Mm. Through all the other stuff, yes. because they're you're feeding each other purpose, right? So you're not just together to be together. There is an end goal that God has for you all. Yeah. Um, you know, and we all know. I think we all here, um, you know, know that spiritually, you know, that we all know that's the center, right? But you know, we talked about the checklist. <laughs> I do want. No, I don't believe in the checklist. But I do believe in deal breakers and I do believe in age appropriate age appropriate standards and mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Well, those are boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. boundaries. I believe they're age appropriate. Like boundaries. when you turn forty five and over, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that dating should 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 change. I believe that when you are looking at where a person is in life. I believe that that makes a difference at a certain age because let's be honest, 45 and over, we have different things that we are looking at. We're looking at aging parents that we may have to take care of. We're looking at unforeseen health issues. And these are not saying that these things can't happen prior to, right, that age. But these are things that are normally commonly happening, right? And we're looking at having to put kids through college these are important things when you're talking about bringing your lo- two lives together because it makes a difference. So talk about that a little bit. Well, let me say this, Hazel. That is not um, only for dating. Mm. That's a relational thing. Mm-hmm. That's a relational thing when I'm in a relationship with my husband that we are growing Mm. And we are changing, and our mindset is changing. Yes, definitely. Right. And so the idea about that is, like you say, aging parents. Of course, me and my husband will have aging parents. Mm-hmm. So we will get to that point. We will put kids through college. We will do things. Whether mm-hmm. we're doing those things alone or together, mm-hmm. everybody's moving at a pace. Mm-hmm. So the idea when we talk, the only difference, I think, the idea about marriage is, is that the marriage has to keep up with the individual growth. Yes. You don't have that when you're single. Right. You just got to keep up with your own growth. Right, right. (laughs) So so I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm going to add on to it. Absolutely. So so being single, 
and dealing with relationships, I still feel like you you still building relationships with individuals you come across. Absolutely. With. And what I'm learning about myself after coming out of my divorce is the relationships that I'm building with people. I'm no longer allowing people to cross my boundaries anymore. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: that is also in a marriage. Mm-hmm. I every individual should have a set of boundaries, and those boundaries will change and grow. As I grow, but the idea, the thing that I say about a marriage versus being an individual is that now I'm in a place with a person that now I have to say, you have to respect these boundaries, right? Or I have to share how my now perspective has changed according to my boundaries. But when I'm, when an individual, I'm like, I can maneuver in and out of that, right? I can say, okay, no, I don't want that person because... They're not respecting my boundaries or they don't fit in what I am. But if I'm already in a marriage (laughs) (laughs) that I'm trying to make sure I stay married, then there's some negotiation there. Right. And And I have to add to that, too. I think it's boundaries, but it's also understanding and honoring a person's wants and their needs. Because boundaries is those things to not do, those lines to not cross, right? Mm-hmm. That's right what place. we typically think Absolutely. of when we're talking about boundaries. But I think it's important to understand what it is that your partner needs. Because those things change from moment to moment, from Absolutely. day to day, from Absolutely. hour to hour. So it's making sure that you have those crucial conversations, right? You're doing those check-ins so that you can kind of be in tune and be in alignment with each other. Because, you know, if you're not, then, you know, you, you get lost in the sauce, right? I like um, the saying that I came across. And um, we have been taught, you teach people how to love you. Absolutely. And instead of teaching people how to love you, that's where we were talking about that self-love. That's yeah. why the older you are, the relationships and what you expect and boundaries are different. But instead of teaching people how to love you, you observe how people love. And then you decide if you want to participate. Right. Mm-hmm. And because I, I think... Like what Shana was doing is giving the two perspectives of once you're married, Mm -hmm. you don't have a choice at that point, right? Mm -hmm. And then the dating part of it is that you need to think about these things and choosing your mate based on where you are in your life, right? Because my my needs changed. What I'm going to be doing at this point and what I think is 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 different. (laughs) You know, my I didn't think about my health issues. At 20 and 30 when I should have I didn't honestly you know you know your parents are going to get old but I didn't think about you know what that needs to look like and who you know I didn't I I just think differently now and that makes me now when I'm looking for that perspective mate or or when that perspective mate comes to me then I'm looking for different things, yes, right? Absolutely. Based on that, and I think that we need to keep that as you're in where as we're dating, we need to keep that in mind that these are things, these are real life things, and your partner will be going through those things with you, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Um, and I mean, I hear it all the time. I don't know if you all, but it's not just money that's breaking up marriages. It is those vices that I just named. Mm-hmm. You know, the they got to take care the, the in-laws now or you know a, a health issue did come up and now there's twenty thousand two hundred thousand dollars worth of bills medical bills there who holding it down yeah who or who walking out saying oh this is too much i didn't sign mm-hmm. up for this right you know what i'm saying so you know you got to think about those things i think that's character is that part of character too as well but my mom is on here um on my live so i know she's gonna um <laughs> What's but- what mama saying <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I'm I'm very authentic and transparent. So while being married 25 years, um, I have enjoyed an amazing friendship um, with my husband. But it has not always been rosy. Um, I can say 80% good. We've had some 20%. But during one of the times of a major separation, my mom was like, look here, honey. Because she considered that her son... And it was the first time I thought about this. She said, I'm getting older. Now, if you get divorced and you get a new man, he going to make you, he don't know me like um your husband know me. He going to put me in a nursing home. <laughs> if anything, what I do know, though, is that, honey, my son-in-law is going to make sure that I'm taken care of. And he's going to move me in the house, honey, with y'all. He going to make sure because I'm his other mama. And it was so funny because I was like, Woman, I ain't even think <laughs> But it was something that I actually was like, hold up. Another man is not going to come in loving. My mom's been in this man's life since he was 17. Yeah. So, hey, that is something that, you know, people, I got to put on the plate. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, I will counter that because I've been on my husband just that long, right? So the idea about when we're dating what purpose are you dating for? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when you don't identify the purpose, like if I'm, am I dating for a serious relationship? Am I dating to be married? Or am I dating to have fun? Right. Because sometimes you falsely introduce people into your world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then now they are entangled in your world and you like, that's that wasn't my purpose. Mm. So then that's when you find that people say, okay, I got married because it just seemed like the next thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be honest with yourself about what it is that you want <laughs> and honest with the other person. Because I can honestly admit, in my 20s, you know, I was building personally. So I really wasn't interested in a relationship per se. You know, I was kind of, you know, I was in graduate school. I was, you know, building my career. I was kind of doing my thing. And so as I was dating in my 20s, I made that clear. Some people were okay with that. Some people mm-hmm. weren't. And, you know, when I got to a point where I was seriously entertaining a relationship, the conversation changed. So I think it's important to make sure that you're aware of the things that you desire and you want in terms of your purpose for being in a relationship and making sure that you are honest and open when you're communicating Mm. that. For us single people, you're communicating Mm -hmm. that to the person that you're dating. Because I dated guys when I was ready to date, you know, who, you know, I... They said that they wanted to be in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But their actions said otherwise. Then it was on me to take the onus and be like, you know what? This ain't it. Because you say you want to be in a relationship, but how you're moving is much different than what you're saying. And we so. got to pay pay attention to how to how people move. Because I think that's what we we neglect. We want to mm-hmm. we want to put in our head, oh, they moving this way. No, they not. They really not. And go right. Go where you're celebrated. If I think if yes. you if you go to that notion of going where you're celebrated, it's it's easier to recognize and move forward. We're going to take a break, um, and we're going to once we get back from break, we're going to talk about breakup, and then we're going to talk about makeup and marriage. All right. God has a funny way of showing you lessons. Remix. Featuring Kevin Ross, Raheem Devon, and Anthony Hamilton. God has a funny way of showing what it's meant to be. Had to learn everything I was meant to see wasn't meant for me. I guess I had to fall many times. Fall in love. 
strong enough discussion during the break this is just so much it's so much but right now we're going to talk a little bit about breaking up um because i think i said you know that's the part the healing part and i truly believe that hurt people hurt people and Mm -hmm. i think that's a lot of what's going on as part of restoring healthy relationships is that you got a lot of people that haven't healed and so what they're doing is feeding off that selfish part of i want a relationship i want but but are you healthy right have you healed from that past hurt in order to be that person um that you that 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 you need to be for that person so chris you know you done made it very vocal that you are (laughs) coming off a divorce um and i knew you prior to um and so i know the type of man that you are so i was very happy about you know, when you said that you were getting married, because I knew that was a good man coming off the market, but divorce happened. So how did you heal from that breakup? I'm still healing from it. Um, mm, good. Because, and that's just me being honest with myself, because I had to sit back and realize what I did wrong. Because it, it's two things, a relationship. And, um, so for me, um, just healing with it, it was dealing with myself. Uh, going back to the things that like we all talked about before that made me happy by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and spending that time by myself mm-hmm. uh, let me um, understand what I wanted and what I was not going to accept anymore in a relationship with, like I said, dealing with anybody, female, man, work, all of that. Right. Yeah. So I know we all had, I'm just talking to the single people right now because y'all understand our pain when we, (laughs) (laughs) y'all understand our pain when we think we found that one and, you know, we going strong and hard in the paint and then, I ain't going to say it because my daddy's watching, but um, then stuff happens, right? And so, um, Maidy, I know, you know, Maidy and I are very close and, you know, we talk and, we, and we, we've gone through the cycle yes. together. And so, um, 
how did you, you know, go through the breakup and then the healing part of it? Um, like I, like Hazel said, she and I are close, so we talk a lot. And I was in a long-term relationship prior to meeting my current boyfriend. And, you know, obviously we aren't together. So there were some challenges, and I got to a point where I was like, you know what, this is not it. So I think really transitioning from that breakup to kind of where I am now, I think Chris kind of spoke to it, just taking some time to really just rediscover me, right? Mm -hmm. The things that are important and recognizing the things that I'm okay with, the things that I'm not okay with, and really honoring the things that I desire. Because I think in relationships, we're taught to compromise, 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 right? And I think, especially as black women, you know, and I hate Mm -hmm. to pull the black women card, we are nurturers. We like to give and we like to pour into Mm -hmm. people. And we like to give people the benefit of the doubt. But really recognizing and honoring the things that you desire and the things that you need and recognizing when enough is enough. And when you're not being poured into, recognizing when you need to transition from that relationship and really being okay with the things that you want and the things that you desire and who you are as a person makes you at least for me, it brought me to the point with my next relationship where I was okay with saying no to something, mm-hmm. and you know, and being willing to compromise and you know do those things necessary to move the relationship forward, but also recognizing and being firm in my boundaries and the things that aren't okay with me. But. Yeah, and I can speak um, on you know just breakups. Um, you know, for me, I finally realized that I wanted to learn my love languages. Because I realized that I was not just getting fulfilled. Like like you said, I'm fulfilling everybody else. But it was just like, I, I, wait a minute. Something's going, something's a little off here. I'm not getting what I want. This per, this man over here, he getting everything he needs. But right. it's just something <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not being fulfilled. And so I had to really understand what makes me tick. What, what, what constitutes love for me you know what me what what do i see that when somebody does something is if that makes me move does that make sense doctor (laughs) i'm just like i had to learn that and once i learned my love languages um and then realized what makes me move and what makes me feel good then i was able to then kind of be more i guess open because I was closed. Like I, like, I did not want to deal with any more cheaters. I didn't want to deal with any more, you know, people lying and, you know, just, just outright just selfish. You know, I just didn't want to deal with that anymore because I realized it was taken away from me. Um, but those breakups are hard, I guess, too, because you give everything that you have into those relationships and then it's a bust, right? Yeah. So, Shana, where do you feel like you can give to us, you know, that we're going through these breakups, but we really want to be healthy. We really want to be a healthy mate to somebody, but we got to deal with this breakup that we just had. So one of the things is reflection, right? One of the things is reflection, of course, right? So we're reflecting on what happened. We're reflecting on, you know, what I did wrong, what what could have been better. But we're also in that reflection drafting who we want to be. How can I, what did I learn from this experience? Because mm-hmm. even though we often come out of hurt saying, oh, that was a waste of time. No time is wasted if I learned something. Right. Mm-hmm. So how can I take what I learned? 
to not necessarily try to go back to the old me, who I was before I got with this person, what made me happy, what did this, what did... But now what does... I, I should have grown some. Mm-hmm. So how do I take what I learned plus my growth and create this new person? Mm. And now how do I open back up to the world? So part of what I did in my work and healing was I, I redefined what those words meant to me. Yes. So Great. for love, I looked at love. And I looked. I actually looked them up in the dictionary. So I looked up love, and it's a noun. It's a verb and a noun. The noun form of verb is an intense and deep affection. And then the verb form is a feeling of deep affection. So when I thought about love and marriage and the way we're taught, we often fuse those two. Mm. For love mean marriage. When love is, is, is fickle. It's finicky. Mm-hmm. It can, yeah. It's, it's complex. Change, right? Yeah. So I'd rather have loyalty, honesty, and those and those and those characteristics than just love. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I broke down the word relationship. Re means again to repeat. Lat means to carry. And ship is a vessel. Mm-hmm. So the word relationship is the relationship is not the two people connected. It's what is carrying the two people together. Absolutely. So once I, once I broke it down like that, I understood that I didn't even, I went into a marriage not understanding what love or relationship was for real. And most of us do that and make that mistake. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Because it's also simple things like like, right? Yes. Me and my husband, and want versus need. I would tell you, and it, just to be quickly transparent, my husband would say, okay, I want to feel needed. And I would tell him, I want to feel wanted. Mm. Even that's different. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Right? Absolutely. Because me, I always say, okay, if I want it, I like it. Right. So I keep it up. You know, right. it's like a new car. I'm going to wash it a couple of times yeah. a week, uh-huh. you know, make sure it stay clean. Sometimes when I need something like oxygen, I might forget that this is some, this is a blessing every day mm-hmm. to have. Yeah. So how do you create that balance? Absolutely. So that, that is the thing where that what we need is actually what we want. And that, that's different. That's that's different. And how do we build off of that? Because oftentimes people say, oh, you know, I got married. This is the, that's the first brick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the first brick. You, you and let from, a strong wind come. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be homeless. Right. Emotionally homeless. Relationship right. homeless. Because people think that we didn't got the house now that we got married. But that's no. only the first brick. Yes. You ain't we got to put the windows in. Yeah. I need to write that down. Yeah. yeah. John, what's, what's your perspective? I want to say I can speak on like what Brother Chris said because being through a divorce myself. Mm-hmm. And a couple of things that I had to learn in healing myself is something you had just said, needs and wants and everything. You know, we're so distracted by the world telling us this is what you need. This is what you should have. This is where you should be in life when you get married and everything. And basically like a china plate, it had to be broken and say like, forget all of that. Because what I really needed was what God provided for me because mm. my wife Rachel is nothing like my previous wife, nothing like the people I may have dated. But I had to heal and learn myself mm. and say like, okay, what do I really want? What will I accept? Mm-hmm. What I won't accept? Mm-hmm. And it, thinking about those things going into a new marriage, it's a lot. It's all in your head and everything. But over the years, it made me realize and see the concrete of this is what I needed. Mm-hmm. Be- 
because we fool ourselves with what we think we want. Yeah. Because we want a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We look out what's yeah. going on. And, Absolutely. You know, and what this world will do is put out our wants so much. And one thing that I found is looking at people who have done this. Mm. My in-laws, when they were alive, I used to watch them and the way he cared for his wife, my mother-in-law. And it's like something that Hazel has said earlier, the character when that takes over, Mm -hmm. when there's sickness, when it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's not all beautiful and everything. You have your spouse that's in this situation Mm -hmm. and you feel as though you can't do anything but be there for her. Yeah. And when your character has to say, I need to be here for this person, mm. and it doesn't change your feeling, that's what takes a lot. Yes. That's, that's a lot. So. But I just want to say, too, um, you have to heal within a marriage. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Right. Yes. So, you know, we're talking about the breakups of... Um, the single individuals, yeah. we're talking about the divorce, the, the grieving, the demise of um, a marriage. But um, I'll just say it from my perspective. I went into a marriage from 15, seven years dating, um, getting married. I was 22, 23 years, just turned 23 years old. I didn't even know who I was. A year later, my first anniversary, I was due any day now. Three months later, I was pregnant. So I was a mom and a wife. So... I had expectations mm-hmm. of what all this should look like, yeah. and nobody told me any differently. So when these expectations did not live up to my ex- I had I had a broken heart mm-hmm. several times because of expectations and needs not being met. But in every situation, what I say is, how do you grow? Like she said, and whether it's heartbreak, separation, things in the marriage, how how do you give your pain a purpose? Mm. You don't go through anything in life without a reason. And when you give your pain a purpose, you can come on panels (laughs) such as this and that you can share um, knowledge. But I think the best thing you can do after any heartbreak is to discover who you were because a part of your identity just died. Yeah. So you, yeah, Yeah. a part of your identity dies. So you have to re-event each time. Who am I now? Mm -hmm. And that person you become should be better than the person that was in that uh, place in that relationship. Well, I ain't got nothing else to give. So (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing else to give and nothing else to lose. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you got some more. I got some more, but Lord Jesus. Because we are resilient. We are very resilient. We are resilient. You got guys, I'm telling y'all giving me some nuggets. Producer, are you getting nuggets? Cause see my producer, you know, he's about to get he's about to I don't know if, I think he asked the question already. Yeah, I'm about to get married in August. Oh yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> so I'm hoping you getting all this because you know, um Shane and, and all my co hosts, y'all make me run around about make me run around this building for <laughs> real. I, I really do need to change some things, right? Um, not a lot, but you know, you're giving me perspective and I hope the audience is also getting getting this. When we talk about marriage, you know, I um my best friend's husband said to me, you know, um, you need to find someone who just not says, I love you, but they like you. They like you. Like, I like being around my wife. Like, when a movie comes out, first thing I'm like is, Dad, we got to go see this. Or if, 
you know, something funny happens. Dang, I wish she was with me so I could laugh. We, you know, we laugh together. Like, they have to like you. It's a difference. So I just kind of want you all, especially the, the married ones, to kind of break that down for the audience. Because I think that was enlightening for me. Mm-hmm. That was something that changed my perspective when I, t- when I looked at how a man looked at me. So if you guys can break that down a little bit, whoever wants to start first. Any married folks. Well, I spoke last, but I guess I'll go again and get it over with. Um, For me, it has been discovering that that is my best friend. Mm -hmm. That um, when all else fails, we have an amazing friendship. And when those tough times come, we may not like each other as husband and wife, but we can... um, we can enjoy each other company. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. We can enjoy each other company. Um, we're not going to tear each other down. We're not going to argue, fuss, and fight. It's just that we, at that point in time, we're not seeing eye to eye. And sometimes there's been places we were like, we don't know if this is us. You know, right. we've involved to these two different people that now, but we realize that the friendship is amazing. Right. And I think that that's um, something that you don't discover. You think you have your best friend, but until you hit the hard times, that's when you discover. (laughs) um, I think that you cannot stay married if you're not with your friend. Right. John, what do you think? I like what you said about friends, but I go a little bit deeper with that in another direction Uh because I look at being in a marriage or being, you know, husband or wife, I look at that as something that's separate than my friendship. Like, uh, like I love what you said, how uh, a lot of couples say, my husband, my wife is my best friend and everything. I look at it from my perspective. My wife is my wife. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I consider that something more than a friend. Mm. Because I have friends that we're cool and everything. And it's great to be with your best friend. Mm-hmm. But I, in my mind, I put my wife at this level. Mm. And not saying that, you know, it's she's not my best friend. She's not a friend of mine. I don't like her. I love this uh, post that I see of this old couple that are that's having an argument. And you can tell that they're very mad, but they're out in the rain and he's standing up with an umbrella over his wife. Right. Yeah. No matter what. And my wife and I, we go through ups and downs and everything. And it's like no matter what the downs are. She'll still come and say, John, uh, what do you want to eat? Your food yeah. is yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or yeah. I'll say, like, okay, I need to take your car. Yes, but we just had a disagreement yeah. an hour ago. But still, that yeah. wife, that husband is at a point where I just revere that. Yeah. And it's just deep on that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off of what John said because a lot of times – we don't realize that when we get in a relationship, there's a role, a main role in every relationship that we're in. So when we're in a husband and wife relationship, the main role is I'm either a husband or a wife. And then I may have some additional roles. If I'm your friend first, I'm your friend. If I'm your sibling, I'm your sibling. That's mm-hmm. the main role that I need to play. And so that kind of piggyback was off of what he says because I look at you different. Mm. I expect certain things from you Mm -hmm. because of where I have placed you in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think that alone allows you to say, okay, how do I want this to go based on this? 
right? And do does that person feel the same way about me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's important. Right. And I think that I, I actually had a question from my and but y'all answered it from a from a listener, and that was, what are my what is my role? Mm-hmm. You know, in a when we're dating, and what is my role as marriage? But y'all, y'all yeah. have already defined that. Yeah. It's whatever it needs to be. It, it's whatever it needs to be for you and the other person that's in the relationship with you. Say that one mm. more time. The role is, is it? The mm. role is defined by you and the other person that's in the relationship with you, not by your mama, not by your daddy, right. society, social, social media. media. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. by social media. Yeah, dog. It's whatever is defined by the two people that's in the relationship. Right. Yeah. But now, but she said it. So, but so much so since we threw the social media bug in there, that is what's defining the current relationships now. Mm-hmm. It's social media. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think, and you know, because we're part of that social media generation, we kind of came up through it. And I think it certainly kind of puts certain expectations that sometimes seem unrealistic on, expect, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in a relationship. And, you know, they say typically the social media is like the highlights of people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you kind of see at their highest points, but you're not there when the arguments are happening or, you, you know, you know, you're talking about having money or not having money, the crucial conversations that are going on. You're just kind of seeing the vacations and, yeah. you know, you're balling out of control, right? Mm-hmm. But I think social media, social media has definitely kind of, I don't want to say tainted, but I think it's put in some instances an unrealistic expectation of what relationships look should look like. Yeah. It has destroyed modern <laughs> relationships. Yeah, okay, I so hate I when I see goals. Like people look um, and they be like goals. And my thing is, yeah. from my aspect, especially when I know I'm on the outside and I know what's going on the inside yeah. because I'm a coach <laughs> and I'm a counselor. Yeah. So I talk to these individuals. And so for me, I'm like, yay, they went out to eat. Okay, we doing something. We're together. And people like, black love, goals. And I'm like, boo, do you know that we just hope that they don't, somebody don't get put out the car? You know? And so, but that goes to show you we're looking at other people to define what love looks like. Love looks like for Candace what love looks like for Candace. I don't care what nobody else is doing because I know that everybody has issues. You go to somebody who's been married 50 years and say, what's your secret to marriage? They say praying and communicating. Well, communicating could be arguing every day. Uh, you know, fussing mm-hmm. aside. No, know that everybody goes through something, but know that your your road and your path in a relationship is your road and your path. Nobody else's. Stop defining your relationship by what you see and what other people tell you. So that deserves a clap. Yeah. Yes. So one of the things, one of the interventions that I usually give my couples when they are trying to define their relationship is to get off of social media. Yes. 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 So the intervention is to remove all these distractions that have told you about what a relationship should be. And then we work together to figure out what it should be. Mm. But in that, we also have to understand and from one another that we don't need that. What's happening is some people are craving the attention that social media gives them mm, when yes. they look like they're doing a good job. Right. Mm-hmm. Look so, like it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to be able to have that conversation, mm-hmm. too. Like, do you need that? Is, is social media your reassurance? Ooh, your validation for your relationship mm-hmm. and for you. And it's a lot of people who use that as validation. Because that and needs to turn. Mm-hmm. The person that need, as I say it again, the validation comes from within the relationship. Right. Not mm-hmm. from outside. 
Yeah, because that's surface level validation because people don't really know what's going on. Yeah. But you. Yeah. Who, y'all? We. Okay, so I'm calling for a part two. People saying they need a part two, okay? So, um, can y'all be available for a part two? Okay, I'm just letting y'all know. We need a part two. We need a part two. Because a lot of people are saying it. And so, I do want to have this part two to this because this is what, what, this is exactly where I wanted it to be. God is putting it exactly where it needs to be, where we're restoring and healing. Um, so, yeah, y'all, it's going to be a part two. Yeah, it's I know. It. The thumbs are going up. It's going to be a part, part two. <laughs> and we're going to get deeper into that part two. We're going to get deeper into individual, you know, ourselves and how we can prepare ourselves. Because I got like a thousand questions about how we need to continue to prepare ourselves. So they, they still want this. Mm-hmm. And um, also keeping a marriage and maintaining and sustaining a marriage. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I thank you all for coming in and being my co-host thank today. Thank you for having me. I thank you for my listeners, and I want you all to to remember Holistic Living with Hazel. I can be reached on platforms Facebook and Instagram at Holistic Living with Hazel, as well as Real 1100 AM and iHeartRadio and Spotify. Until next, next show, be blessed, and I love you dearly. Thank you for listening to Holistic Living with Hazel. Tune in to iHeartRadio or TheReal1100.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to Holistic Living Podcast with Hazel.